Hey guys, it's not too late to start a subscription to one of our trading card boxes for yourself or that special someone. Swing by HeroHabit.com today, pick your favorite teams, and we'll send you a box of cards every month. We do the searching and sorting for you, and we randomly insert autographs, relics, and short print cards too. We have subscription boxes for baseball, football, and basketball available for $15 a month, and mystery boxes for music, TV, comic book, movie, and WWE, which uh, have a guaranteed hit in every box. Oh, and did I mention shipping is free? Visit HeroHabit.com today and sign up using coupon code PODCASTS to save 15% off your first month. That's HeroHabit.com, coupon code PODCASTS to save 15% on your first month of boxes. Welcome to Kinks and Beats Daily. I'm your host, Tony Fry. I'm going to apologize in advance if you hear this obnoxious leaf blower behind me, but it is fall in California, and these leaf blowers seem to want to spend as much time outside of my window as possible this year. Um, Today, we are talking about technically a Dave Davies song, Death of a Clown which was released on July 7th, 1967. And I say technically Dave Davies because it was originally released as a solo single, although it would end up being on the album Something Else by the Kinks uh, released in September of 1967. So the single predates the, um, the album that it came out by a couple months. Also, every member of the Kinks is on this track. Uh, it features Nicky Hopkins on piano, plus... Ray Dave, all the guys, you know, in the band and Raza Davies, um, Ray's wife at the time sings some of the, um, the bridge, the bridge vocals, um, the la la la's. So it is a Dave Davies solo single and it peaked at number three on the UK charts. The B side was love me till the sun shines, which is, um, one of my favorite early era Davies, uh, Dave songs. It was produced by Shell Talmy, uh, who produced a lot of most all of their work up to that point, and then um, would would do so until uh, this time period. Uh, it followed the Kinks single "Waterloo Sunset" by like two months. The Kink the "Waterloo Sunset" came out May 1967, peaked at number two, and then July 67, we've got Dave Davies' solo single which peaks at number three. So the kinks and their members at large were big time radio um, players at this point in the history and Waterloo sunset incidentally, even though it doesn't have anything to do with this episode um, was the first track that they produced without shell. Tell me. So his time is uh, expiring in this period of kinks history. And this is one of those songs it is uh, it's a metaphor song. Dave wrote it after waking up, uh, you know, after a night of partying, waking up, seeing all the party goers still passed out all over the place and kind of coming to the realization that, you know, this fame and fortune that, that they had gone after and, uh, it, you know, wasn't necessarily a lifestyle that he could sustain or that he wanted to be a part of and that he didn't even like most of the people or know most of the people at these parties that he was going to every night. Um, Ray would dismiss it as Ray would dismiss a lot of things as um, Dave trying to become a legitimate, you know, 
proper married man. He had a baby coming. Uh, you know, so whatever you say, what you will about Ray and Dave's relationship, you know, Ray, although being initially supportive of it and, you know, he wrote the bridge, which is the la la la's. So, I mean, not really the most inspired, uh, songwriting by Ray Davies, but he contributed to this song. He appears on it as a musician. He supported it being a Dave Davies single. He allowed it to be on a kinks record. Um, it makes you wonder maybe if they would have released it as a kinks single, does that change the trajectory that they're about to go into with a a drought of radio airplay? Had the kinks had two back-to-back singles in the same summer that were huge mega hits, would it have, um, uh, kind of changed the next couple of years. Who knows? But Ray ultimately dismissed it. He used to um, introduce Dave at concerts as Dave Death of a Clown Davies, which is kind of a slight, kind of gives him the, the you know, one-hit wonder kind of treatment. When in fact, there was a few songs that Dave has written for the Kinks that should have been singles over singles that Ray did release that flopped. So, you know, what what's... Uh, What's the difference between being a one-hit wonder or a guy who, you know, can't get a hit between Ape Man and uh, Come Dancing, you know? But Ray is Ray, and Dave seems to still have some some uh, some sour feelings from the Death of a Clown introductions, and, you know, it wasn't used in the Sunny Afternoon um, musical. And I guess there's a, a, a movie coming out where Ray actually sings a song instead of Dave. You know, who knows if that will actually happen in the movie, but it's in the script, according to Dave. Um, and Ray took credit. He took songwriting credit, not all of it. He took songwriting credit, co-writing credit with Dave um, for writing la, 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 la. And um, the piano intro, supposedly, which is just the melody. A cool thing about the piano intro, Nicky Hopkins plays the piano partially with uh, like guitar picks on the strings. And you hear him rake the strings uh, in the song kind of faintly in the background, which is a cool effect. So anyway, the whole song is a metaphor for Dave's life at that time. Um, The circus, obviously is the circus of being a rock and roll star. It's not um, a terribly veiled uh, metaphor, but there is some really nice um, imagery in this song. So we, you know, the lyrics, my makeup is dry and it cracks on my chin. I'm drowning my sorrows in whiskey and gin. The lion tamer's whip doesn't crack anymore. The lions, they won't bite and the tigers won't roar. So there's nice imagery there. And it's, and it's one of those things that even though it is a metaphorical song, you can take it at surface value of just being about a clown in the circus. Um, uh, one of my favorite lines from this one is the, uh, the old fortune teller lies dead on the floor. Nobody needs fortunes told anymore. The trainer of insects is crouched on his knees and frantically looking for runaway fleas. That's a really cool lyric. Um, I'm not crazy about the production of this song and I like the stereo version a little bit more. I think the mono version is is mixed poorly. The stereo version has horrible stereo panning that you know we should be used to on any record 
that came out in 1967. Um, but the blend, I think, is is better on the stereo mix. But yeah, I've never been crazy about this uh, mixing job. I've never been super crazy about Ray's vocal delivery. Let me grab my guitar. And it could be a, a question of range. Maybe Dave just doesn't have the range to sing this song lower. I can't find my guitar pick. But, you know, I would sing it. My makeup is dry and it cracks on my chin. Drowning my sorrows in whiskey and gin. Right? If you sing it in that register, um, it kind of has a more folky feel. Uh, you know, kind of has that like coffee shop sitting in a corner listening to some uh, beat poet play it. But he sings it up the octave. My makeup is dry and it breaks up my skin. And, you know, I just screwed up the lyrics. But he sings it up that octave. And if his voice is relatively close in range to mine, I I wouldn't be surprised because I just did exactly what he does. He strains to hit those notes. And on one side, okay, that adds to the desperation sound of the song. Um, It kind of adds to that, you know, that circus atmosphere that, you know, he's a depressed, sad clown and he's just not able to get these, you know, words out. But at the end of the day, it's a song and you want it on the radio. And, and if it were me producing, I would have suggested it down the octave and then had Ray sing the harmonies, you know, with some cool country harmonies over it. It is a very simple song structurally. Um, It's a C chord to a G chord to an F chord. That's it. One, four, five, very folk um, uh, pattern. It's not a 12 bar blues or anything. It's just a, a, a nice, simple folk song ballad. The bridge um, has uh, two little tricky chords. So the la, 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 D minor. So that's a two chord. La, la, and a B flat, which is uh, a four of four. And then an E flat chord. And really, that's it's a great hook, and it breaks up the folkiness of this. You know, otherwise, this is just a, a, a Dylan type song, where it's just verse, chorus, verse, chorus, and it's very simple chords. But that little la la la, like I just kind of, you know, rolled my eyes at Ray taking any kind of songwriting credit on it. But it is a critical part of the song, even if the lyrics are just you know uh, syllables. Those chord. And then we get down to the let's all drink to the death of a clown where he goes down on a two chord. Let's all drink to the death of a clown. And then back to the C major. So that bridge is an important factor in the song. Is it um, more important than the guitar riff to You Really Got Me? Which Dave contributed to that song and got no songwriting credit for? You know, I, I... get where their um their friction comes from when you see stuff like this you know ray should have just given dave full songwriting credit but in the end of the day ray is on uh as a songwriter on a number two hit in 1967 and a number three hit in 1967 with this song so he was having a good year that year 
So that's Death of a Clown. There's not a ton to say about it. It's such a simple song. Uh, Dave in an interview uh, said that, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's appeal is a simplicity. And he talked about how you can't sit down and say, I'm going to write a simple folk song. Uh, it has to just happen because if you sit down and try to write one, it'll come out boring probably. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and probably sound forced and the lyrics will sound you know, uh, a little pretentious or whatever. But he manages to come up with, you know, a very simple song, very simple melody that 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 keeps to a specific, you know, range. It does it doesn't soar in one direction or the other. Like I said, I would have sung it differently, but how many number two or number three hits have I had on the radio? Um, but it's th- because of that, there's not much to talk about on it. It's a, it's a good song. It fits well on something else by the kinks. Um, personally, I like the other song, his, uh, love me till the sun shines. I like that one better. Um, but that's just me. And, uh, it's death of a clown. I mean, it's a classic, 60s british pop song tomorrow oh i hope you all enjoyed our extra long abbey road uh, episode on saturday tomorrow we are talking about uh kind of an obscure tune and one of the only tunes in the beatles catalog to use a 12 bar blues pattern and they kind of no yeah it's it i'll just leave it at that um, give me a call, 925-494-1739. I want to hear about your favorite or least favorite Kinks and Beatles songs. Um, leave me a separate voicemail for each song that you want to talk about. Leave your name, where you're from, and just you know talk for a minute or two about the songs that you love or that you don't love from their catalogs and why. I want to hear both because we got, we're going to cover everything. So we're going to cover some stinkers. Both bands have some stinkers in their catalog. Um, or you can email me kinks and beats at herohabit.com. And of course, visit herohabit.com um, to read any articles and, and stuff that I write about the kinks or the Beatles. We just recently did a redesign of the site that uh, I think looks very nice. All right. I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Have a great day. This podcast is presented by the Hero Habit Podcast Network. Swing by HeroHabit.com today to comment on this episode and poke around our growing database of sports and pop culture news, reviews, and collectibles. HeroHabit.com. Collect your heroes.